Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, does the rumored features of the next generation of consoles get us excited? How Samsung's new phone is causing an uproar and how to avoid those in-game spoilers. Spoilers! All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our awesome programs. But it wouldn't be a PCC Multiverse without my good friend. He is our tech junkie of Humanica Media. You got to check out everything going on today at humanicamedia.com, Humanica Media on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and so much more. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man? What up, what up? I'm going back through the God of War catalog, and I'm just discovering how boring those games are. <laughs> Just it, as far as hack slash 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 slash, slash growl 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 growl. Right, uh, right. I'm angry then, at everybody. And there's just like random sex parts, and I don't understand like what that does. Like you get red orbs from it, but what what does that do for the whole narrative? It just kind of makes his character more shallow. But yeah, I mean, after playing the the last God of War iteration, like I want to go back and see kind of Kratos's origins. But now I'm kind of not so impressed, and I'm kind of dragging through it now. Well, those games were created with the adolescent male in mind. So hack slash, not too much to think about, score every now and then in other ways. And pretty much that was God of War 1, 2, and 3. But it's good now to see that there are other things on the horizon for God of War. More depth to the character of Kratos, more depth to the story, more just fulfillment when you go ahead and play the game. And it's good to see where the series now is going from here and let's just hope that the next evolution of God of War is even better than the brilliant version that came out last year. But we've got a great episode for everyone out there. Just want to give everyone a heads up. We've got TJ Johnson from Voice from the Underground. He's going to share his thoughts later in the show about his Marvel memories and how it ties into Endgame. We're less than one week away, my friend. I'm telling you, the hype train is going up and up and up. It is getting closer and closer. I'm just so anxious with anticipation, not only for Avengers Endgame, but also our Retro City Games charity game night at Retro City Games in Henderson. You got to make it down there on Thursday, the 25th, from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. 
not one, not two, not three, but four great video game tournaments with the top prize. In three of them, is going to be an Xbox One. And for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, it's going to be a top prize and Nintendo Switch. So you come on down. Entry for each is $10. Donations are going, whether it's a canned food, whether it's money, or whether it's a new toy donation, it's all going to great causes, including the Make-A-Wish of Southern Nevada, Three Square of Las Vegas, or the UMC Children's Hospital. It's going to be a great night. There's going to be Vedius there playing music. Serious Damage is going to be playing music there. I know TrueDive, because of a medical emergency, is not going to make it, but you said Hyperschmidt is going to be here? Yeah, he's going to be there. We're not sure on the logistics of whether or not he's performing yet, but we should know soon. He will be there, though, if you want to go and talk to him. He's more than happy to sit down and, and talk to you. He might play something acoustic. Maybe he'll hum a few bars of After All. So there you go. And then also on the 27th, we will be live at Level Up Expo. We're going to have a Pop Culture Cosmos live at the Level Up Expo. It's going to be at the Las Vegas Convention Center. It's our first panel ever, and we're so amped up for it. All of our great friends from Mario Party Wars, Retro City Games, Go Brothers Gaming, Topicocalypse, Humanican Media, Game Source, Hyperschmidt, Vedius, they're all going to be there. It's going to be a great time. That's Saturday the 27th. 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Come on down. We're just going to have a great time. And that whole weekend is going to be awesome with Avengers Endgame, the Retro City Games Charity Game Night, and the Level Up Expo. For ticket information, go to lvlupexpo.com. That's levelupexpo.com. It's going to be a great episode. Again, like I said, we also have some other things to talk about when it comes to Samsung. I'm telling you. They're making a lot of people angry out there once again. And we'll share the reason why coming up here in a bit. Plus, how are you going to be able to avoid those endgame spoilers? Because it did leak out onto the internet. I think at a screening overseas, there was footage that leaked out already on the film. We're going to talk about our thoughts on that footage leaking in the first place and how Disney shouldn't have let it happen. But also what you can do to prevent from actually getting any of those spoilers. Because you know what? You don't want to go ahead and, and learn about what's going on with Captain America, Iron Man, Thanos, and the whole crew. You don't want to go ahead and learn anything about that. You want to be able to sit down and enjoy it for yourself. So we're going to share our thoughts on how you can avoid all those Avengers Endgame spoilers as well. But first, my friend, we were talking about it on the Monday show. We're talking about the next console generation. And guess what? As soon as we drop a show, it always seems to break the day after. And yes, it did with new specs coming out for the next Xbox and also the PlayStation 5. I believe one of the, the main designers behind the PlayStation 5, Mark Cerny, I believe from memory, he interviewed with Wired Magazine, and they went ahead and spoke to him at length about what was going on with the PlayStation 5, so he shared his thoughts on it. It's really going to be something that is capable up to 8K. I think that was the big thing I got out of it. Of course, you know TVs yet that rehab that are pretty much out there are, are still in 4K, but 8K is just right around the corner. So at least the PlayStation 5 will be able to handle that. It's got an AMD Ryzen CPU. It's got a custom AMD Radeon GPU. It's going to be a powerhouse that's going to be able to handle the VR because PlayStation VR is still a thing with Sony, but it still will have, I believe from all that I see, it will still have a Blu-ray in it, which to me, is, is the big thing. But the next Xbox after that is rumored that there will be no disk drive. It will be diskless in the next Xbox. 
And that to me is kind of concerning that it's going to be an all digital based Xbox. I noticed when I posted up the news on not only the discless Xbox One S that's coming out now, but also the next Xbox that it will not have a disk drive that a lot of people were for it and thought anybody who wants retail copies are absolutely crazy and still purchasing over the counter. Your thoughts on it, because I know you have a lot of thoughts on exactly whether or not these next generation of consoles should have a disk drive or not. I personally think it still should because I use them as Blu-ray players. Not only that, I still buy over-the-counter games every now and then. Your thoughts on it, because I know you love holding on to those over-the-counter retail games. Okay, so here's where I stand on this. Okay, real quick. Is the Xbox Blu-ray player, is it region locked? Do you know? I could check for you. The current one that's on the current system, correct? Yeah, because I keep hearing things because I'm, I'm in in the midst of trying to find some things. The Cowboy Bebop movie. And I was. it's only like all they sell now is the UK region version of it. So I was trying to figure out if I could play it or not. To answer your question, each Xbox One console is manufactured for a specific Blu-ray and DVD region following international standards. Note, game discs for the Xbox One console are not coded to regions, so it is the actual unit itself, I believe. Okay, but the movies are then, right? It won't play. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. Xbox One games are not region locked, but the Xbox One is, I believe. Got it. All right. All right. But back to your question. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I think there's a place for both still. I don't think we've gotten to the point where people are tired of physical media. I, for one, think there's a place for both still. It People do like the digital format because you look at when like God of War came out. I remember scrolling through my social media feed and seeing just a whole lot of people showing that timer, right, until it's able to start downloading. So there's obviously an appeal to it, right? You don't have to go outside, stand outside a GameStop. You don't have to go wait outside a Target. But on the flip side of that coin, like it kind of is, I don't I want to say ruining a culture. It kind of did ruin did though it kind of did ruin a culture of people who like to collect things right is it going to ruin the collectability of games are we going to stop getting physical copies you know the the pre-order bonuses or you know how people like to get the steel cover things when you go in to and buy games from certain places like for me growing up i always loved going to to gamestop right to buy to wait outside and buy the new halo the new halo 2 or whatever it is mass effect assassin's creed because it was a nice chance for me to sit amongst a community of gamers and talk about games, right? Because I couldn't do that with my own friends because, you know, I'm probably me and a few other of my friends play video games, but nobody else does. Like, I, I can't talk about this with my family. They don't care. So it's like that was the one time you can go out and be amongst gamers in person, right? It's not you're not sitting behind a computer doing that. That being said, I like to see where this stuff's going. I mean, as far as digital services goes, because I think that people we're getting to this point where people are so busy that there's no time to go to the store, right? So why do you bother doing it? And Microsoft, I applaud what they're doing with this because this is really going to be a grand experiment is if the the discless version sells more, then we are going to see the end of physical video game copies, I feel. But if the physical game, the, the, the one with the actual disc tray on it does better, then they might maybe reevaluate where they're going with the digital services. But where do you stand on it? I personally like having a disk drive. I utilize them not only if I want to buy a game that's retail, because quite often the retail over-the-counter games are cheaper depending on what when you get them, where you get them. It, it depends. 
I don't mind digital and I don't mind over the counter. I like having that option. I just go for wherever I can get the best deal, whoever has the sale. Sometimes I'll go to the PlayStation Store and buy some good stuff. Sometimes I'll go to Xbox One Marketplace. Sometimes I'll just go to GameStop. Sometimes I'll just go to Target or Walmart. Black Friday, I told you before, I purchased several games over the counter. Plus, I also purchased a couple games off of the digital format and had them downloaded straight to my hard drive. So to me, I like having that variation. I don't see as much of a change because you see the price right now of the Xbox One S that retails normally for $299. That's the regular version that's been out forever right now. Then they have the new diskless version that has just been announced and is coming out very soon. That's going to be priced at $50 less at $249. But to me, that's neither here nor there because quite often we see Xbox One S's with the disk drive in it for under $200. Like I said, there's a Battlefield 5 bundle that's available for under $200 right at this very point. So to me, there's only a $50 difference between not having a disk and a diskless. If that's the case, I'm going with a disk all the way because of the fact that not only do I like having the options of going ahead and buying either the retail over-the-counter version or the downloadable version, I still want to go ahead and be able to pop in a Blu-ray I mean, I've got Avengers Infinity War, Blade Runner 2049, other Blu-rays I like to pop in there from time to time, and I can't do that if I don't have a disk drive in my latest generation console. So to me, I like having that variety. I like having that option. And if it's not given to me, that's kind of disconcerting in a way. But then that means I'm just going to have to keep at least one of my playstations or my xboxes still behind i can never trade in because i want that blu-ray option yeah no i totally get that i love collecting things like i love the collectability my goal is to one day have a room with a shelf just lined with video games that i've collected sega genesis dreamcast playstation xbox so on and so forth i love the uniformity of video game cases just lined up in a shelf all apologies to the future mrs peterson <laughs> I shall have to get used to that. But no, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I like having the option, but I also like, you know, if something is on sale for cheaper on digital, you know, on like the Xbox Spring, the Xbox Spring sale, for example, I enjoy that. Like I enjoy going on there like Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. I went and bought that for seven bucks. And, you know, you go into a store, it's 30 bucks. So it, it's, it has its, its pros and its cons, but. You know, if you look at stuff like Amazon, right? Amazon has, you know, you, you can buy something. Far Cry is a good example. Far Cry 5, you can buy on Amazon for, I want, I want to say it's like 30 to 40 bucks for a physical copy. But if you want to buy a digital copy, it's $59.99. So going all digital is going to, it's not just going to affect not having a physical copy of the game, but it's going to start putting, taking video games out of stores, you know, so you're not going to be able to go and do those things on Black Friday. There's no incentive for stores to carry games anymore. So you can't go line up outside the store, shop for video games. You can't go into a GameStop and, and just look around like it, the stuff that you would do to get out of the house to just go peruse. You wouldn't be able to do that anymore if everything became digital only. And it's a future that I don't want to go into without a fight. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? 
then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. What surprised me again, like I said, when I dropped that info, that the next Xbox is definitely not going to have a disk drive in it, is the comments that were made that people were making in regards to demeaning anyone who that they wanted a disk drive in their next console. They were demeaning on the fact that, hey, you really stink if you want to go ahead and still have a disk drive in your console. To me, I want the disk drive in the console. I want to be able to play Blu-ray movies and DVDs at any point in time on the latest console so I can get the best possible resolution. Because if I put a Blu-ray, for instance, on the PlayStation 5 with an updated Blu-ray drive, with upgraded AMD chips into it, and have it running onto my 4K, hopefully someday, 8K television, it might be able to generate something really nice on that screen as opposed to if I just still put it in my PlayStation 4. It's going to look good, but it could look even better on an updated PlayStation 5. And the same goes for the Xbox. It might look good on the Xbox One, but conceivably it could look better if the next Xbox has a disk drive into it. But unfortunately, we'll never find it out because all signs are pointing to a diskless next version of the Xbox, which is really disappointing. And to me... You're going to see probably later this year on Black Friday, what are the consoles that are going to be sold? A lot of them are probably still going to be sold with a disk drive in the box under $200. And to me, if there's a choice whether I'm going to get an Xbox or PlayStation with a disk drive or without, I'm going to choose a disk drive each and every time because I see the better value, especially if all of them are priced under $200. Right. And let's not forget that with digital services, there's no guarantee, right? Look at the Wii marketplace, right? You you spent all that money on all those games. And then when the, the they shut down the virtual console and then the Switch came out, all those games were gone. You didn't have access to them. You had to go back and actually plug in another console to play those games. Xbox has always been really good with their backwards compatibility. PlayStation kind of sucks at this, but Xbox has always been really good. So who's to say that you know, one day things won't be backwards compatible, right? So you make all these purchases and you're going to have to have five or six consoles laying around to be able to play all your stuff. And it's not just with video games that do that. I was heavily invested in Ultraviolet and Flickster, right? Because that was, I thought that was the way of the future. I was going to purchase digital movies, all my digital copies on there. And both of those services are now shutting down as of February, 2020. Nothing's guaranteed, right? You're spending this money nothing's guaranteed because at any service at any moment could shut down because there are so many streaming services doing the same exact thing. And it's a cutthroat market. And what happens when we lose everything? I will say two more things when it comes to this argument between a disc or a discless system that's coming up in the next generation. First is that I've been hearing signs that the PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4 games. Not 100% sure on that, 
But from what I was reading, that is a definite possibility. And if that's the case, that's a big win for anybody leaning towards the PlayStation or the Xbox because the Xbox cannot be with a disk drive in it backwards compatible to any of Xbox One's games unless you go ahead and download them digitally. So it just, to me, it looks more and more set up for the PlayStation 5 is going to continue on if it has a Blu-ray drive in it. But there is a catch to it, and that is with all the nice power that's going to be emanating from the PlayStation 5 and with what the solid stats are also coming from the new Xbox as well coming up in the near future, the price point is going to be the biggest key, and it always is when it comes to us as gamers. What is going to be the difference in price? Are you going to be saving a substantial amount of money with the next Xbox as opposed to the PlayStation 5? If there is going to be a large gap in price, that might make the difference for Xbox, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, that has been the case before at E3s in the past when Xbox and PlayStation have announced their consoles and there's been a big price gap. When that's happened, whoever has the higher price really gets hurt in the end. And hopefully both companies have learned from their mistakes in the past and they're going to have something that's very comparable to each other. And if that's the case, I'm going with the PlayStation 5 and a Blu-ray drive in it each and every time. But again, we'll have to wait and see. I was just, like I said, when I posted those specs earlier, the interviews and the uh, the news regarding the next PlayStation and the next Xbox, I was just concerned for the future for the gamer. And the way the thinking is, is that you know there could be a digital future. And I know it's coming. And I know it's coming sooner rather than later, but to me, there should be at least as long as we have a disc medium, there should be something that's still used very regularly. There still should be an option for consumers. And if there's not, there better be a substantial savings. And if there's not, that means a lot less sales for that individual console. Like I said, if the PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox are close in price and one has a disc and one doesn't, that to me will make a world of difference. Yeah, I mean, let, let's let's hit. They haven't really put out a lot of the specs on the Xbox yet, but let's hit some of the PlayStation Five specs real quick. The uh, AMD Ryzen CPU, like that's uh, something that I, I I don't know much about the AMDs these days, but I mean, from what I understand, like that's pretty top of the line. But what's cool about this is the SSD hard drive. Explain to everyone out there what a solid state drive will actually do for gaming and gamers with this next generation of consoles. Well, the, the solid state drive is kind of, it's a more localized type thing. All, all of your info, it processes info faster. So you can save things and move things around a lot faster. They were testing it on Spider-Man. So in Spider-Man, fast travel system takes anywhere from 10 to 20 seconds, right? Using the SSD hard drive for it though, they were able to move in 0.8 seconds. What that means is as you're playing these games and things are loading, it's going to happen instantaneous. It's not going to be one of those things. Borderlands is a good example. Anytime you go into a new zone, everything is very pixelated for a minute, right? With the PlayStation 5 and the, uh, assuming these specs are correct, and the SSD, the moment you walk into a new area, everything's going to be loaded up for you. You go into Elder Scrolls game, it's not going to be this thing anymore where you walk into a town and all the townsfolk, it takes them like five seconds to realize that you're there. You know, kind of like when you walk into a surprise party and it's your surprise, but nobody notices. Everything's just going to be active, just like that. It's going to be loaded. You're not going to see any of that processing taking place because it's already going to be processed. 
that is amazing. And they're also talking about 8K, but I don't really think that's important right now because remember the PlayStation 3, when that came out, they bragged about how they were, you know, we're the only console right now that can process 1080p and what, like three games showed up at 1080p? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have to wait and see. Yes, the PlayStation 5 will have the capability of going to 8K, but that's way in the future because right now a lot of homes still don't even have 4K televisions. So we'll have to get there when we get there when it comes to 8K. But it's nice to see that this PlayStation 5 will have that capability once the homes of everyone out there will be able to have a TV that can support it. But yes, to me, having a disc is all important because it gives us options as gamers and as consumers on what we like and what we don't like and what we want to buy and not buy when it comes to the type of games and how much we want to pay for them for now and for the next console generation. What are your thoughts out there on this next console generation once you heard the specs leak out as far as the PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox? And the main question, on the next console that you buy, do you want a Blu-ray disc drive with it or do you want just to go ahead and go all digital? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Well, before we get to our good friend TJ Johnson of the Voice from the Underground podcast, talk real quickly to my friend. Samsung did it again. They're having more issues. The Samsung Fold, there's a lot of hype about it as far as the different things you can do with it, how you can actually fold it in half and it becomes actually almost like a two parts of it into one full unit. It's very intriguing what the capabilities are, how you can utilize it, the fact that you can do a picture and picture and picture between video, communication, and then also texting all at the same time from the same experience. To me, it's very intriguing. Reviewers are getting advanced copies and are already having issues with the screen when you fold it and also issues with the protective cover that needs to be addressed. More and more people are showing up on social media showing their problems with the actual phone itself. So I ask you, Josh, for a $2,000 phone, my friend, that's right, $2,000 phone, is this something Samsung is really going to regret? I I mean, who was who wanted a foldable phone? Yeah, it's cool in theory, but I mean, it's not something that I would personally want because nothing with electronics inside of it, nothing with a full-on computer inside of it is going to be something you can fully fold, right? So you're gonna have all these people testing it, and then it's just it it's not it's cool tech, but it's not tech that people need, you know, kind of, kind of like those led walls, right. That you can roll up and then, uh, spread out against the wall if you wanted to. Right. Right. It's just, it's something that, are you calling somebody? No, I'm just trying to bend my phone, but it's really not working out. (laughs) That's what my daughter says. All right. Anyways, right here on the phone, (laughs) but why would you want to go ahead and bend your phone? Why would you want to go ahead and fold your phone? Although the practical purposes for it, as far as in theory, becomes a phone like normal, then you can fold it and expand it out to have almost twice the type of space to work on. So it becomes almost like a pseudo tablet type deal. That is interesting. But really, if you're going to do that, just go with a Galaxy Tab or something similar. If you want to do that, that still has that type of capability. Because to me, this is just a toy. 
a $2,000 toy that people want to have just because they can, just because they want to show off. You lose that thing, you break that thing, you drop that thing, and you know what? You've got that thing. Let's hope you have insurance on it because if you don't, it's really going to be a bad day for you. But it looks like the Samsung Fold is having issues. So if you are interested in the Samsung Fold, buyer beware. Just similar to what the issues were with that series of the Galaxy Tab that had those issues. And before the series of iPhones that that have had its own issues initially upon its release, wait a little while. Wait until they've got the kinks worked out on it. If you really want to spend $2,000, it will be there for you. Rest assured, any store you walk into, if you're ready to drop $2,000, you'll be able to go to a T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T, whoever has the phone, and you'll be able to get it. There's enough of these carriers that are interested in your $2,000 more than you are in the Samsung Fold. Yeah, because I know that's that's tech also that Apple was playing around with a while ago. And it's, it's a feature that a lot of people aren't even going to use, right? It's kind of like the, um, what was the, uh, everyone was super stoked about the the one that measures or that can, the cell phone that scans your eyes before opening. That's something that a lot of people aren't even going to activate. Mine does. I do that. I did the retina deal. Do you? Oh, man. Yes. Look, you're you're all up in the Blade Runner. Yeah, yep. it hurts my eyes for a second. So I'm pretty sure by the time I'm, I'm 60, I'm going to be blind. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, won't be, I, I won't be seeing your LA Kings t-shirt very much longer. But you know what? Well, it's fading, so you won't see it much longer anyways. Okay, there you go. There you go. But yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it. See, like right now, I'm just opening it up right now with my eyeballs. Bing! Like that. I like that kind of tech. To me, that's kind of cool and nifty. It's all about the toys. It's all about the toys. <laughs> I imagine it's kind of like in ancient Egypt, right? When they would go from chiseling things on stone tablets, and then some guy goes, hey, papyrus, check this out. And then he sells it for more money than anybody else has. But they're like, well, you can fold this up. With all the stuff that's going on with the Galaxy Fold, please just be aware of what's going on. Be very cognizant and just don't buy something or drop $2,000 on something that you're going to regret or you're going to have a lot of issues with until everything is worked out and there's something solid in place. The deals on it will probably be much better as it gets closer to the end of the year and the price will probably drop on it as well. So just please, if you're going, if you're interested in a Samsung Fold, wait a little bit. You might want to make sure it's something that when you get it, you're going to be very happy with it going forward. What are your thoughts out there on the Samsung Fold? Do you really have your heart set on being able to bend and fold your phone any way that you choose? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Well, coming up next, we've got TJ Johnson from... The voice from the underground, he's going to share his Marvel memories and how it leads into Avengers Endgame. And he's coming up next, right here on the PCC Multiverse. Get ready for Box Art, a gaming docuseries from Pyre Productions and Rob McCallum Films. If you love video games, chances are there's a box cover or cover image that you love and has stuck with you for decades. In our series, Box Art, we travel across North America to visit with the unknown illustrators and artists responsible for creating the most iconic gaming images of all time. What was once scheduled to be a 90-minute documentary is now a six-episode season packed with unbelievable tales that paint a picture of the gaming industry you've never imagined. Just one of the many pop culture projects from Rob McCallum, Empire Productions. 
All right, we're back with the show once again. It's Gerald coming right back at you here. It is Avengers Endgame, and so many of my good friends out there are sharing their Marvel memories with us, including a man I hold so dear to my heart, and I'll tell you why, because he's just got a great spirit about him. He is the enigmatic host of The Voice from the Underground, and I say that because you have with HD, you have the refinement, the dignified air about him. With you, it's the all about the charisma and the energy, but I haven't figured out what Dutch is. <laughs> I don't think Dutch knows what Dutch is. I think yeah, that's that, a fair well, statement. <laughs> you know, we'll have to work on that later. Yeah, but we'll it work is, on that. We'll work on that. But it is a good man indeed. It is one of the hosts of The Voice of the Underground. You got to check out his show along with HD and Dutch. All three of those great guys are together as The Voice of the Underground. You got to check out their podcast today on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other different outlets. It is my good friend. It is TJ Johnson. It's always good to have you on the show. It's always good to be on. Every time your intros get better and better, I, I need to start paying you for these. The checks, the checks in the mail. Let's put it that way. Checks there you go. Mail. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> I would throw in a Costco joke there, but I think I'll just go ahead and edit that no, part. No, please out. don't. I'm. 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 Uh, yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Let's. <laughs> let's just not. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, my friend. It's always great again to have you here on the show. And I'll tell you what. It's right around the corner. It's, yeah, it um, is. It's yeah, a week it away. It is end game. The most anticipated movie, I dare I say, of this generation when it comes to us. I mean, we can go back, uh, you know, quite a ways to the cyclical films, uh, you know, over the decades that have meant something to a large medium of fans. Uh, I'm going to have to say Empire Strikes Back because I was a little too young for Star Wars, but I was at Empire Strikes Back. I know a lot of people circulate as far as the millennials today, as far as Avatar being that premier movie that everybody had to go see, that event movie. I think that event movie for this decade is coming right around the corner, and it is Endgame. But there's a lot of Marvel memories that people have been sharing with me as far as what is important to them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've been on this show on more than one occasion sharing your Marvel thoughts, and I just need to hear it one more time as far as your favorite Marvel memory and how it will tie into Avengers Endgame. Oh, man. So you're asking me to take the last 10 years of Marvel-related movie experiences and try to find one singular moment that I can make my Marvel moment. Jeez, that's really well it's actually bordering on eleven years now, but they want to yeah, they want to yeah. keep it 10 yeah. because the yeah, logo. no, yeah. It looks good. It looks cool right with the 10. Um <laughs> geez. Well if I had to say my favorite it would probably have been the release of Black Panther. Just again what that you know and I was I think I was on here. We, we were on here talking about exactly what Black Panther was and what it meant to me and what it meant to so many others, not just myself. Just the um, enthusiasm and passion you had. Yeah. It, it 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 lifted me up and I know it lifted up a lot of our listeners as well. Absolutely. Well, that's that's awesome. But that was definitely my moment. Again, just being able to and not that to be very clear, it's not that I don't relate to other superheroes. It's not like I don't understand the Batmans and the Spider-Mans and the the Supermans of the world. It's not that I don't get a sense of uh, a sense of pride in talking about those guys. And and quite frankly, I think my 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 my, my runner-up is is starting to be Captain America. He's he's becoming really near and dear to my heart. And I don't know if it's Chris Evans or if it's just I'm starting to really identify with his take on it. Uh, but I'm really starting to like Captain America. But if I still had to give one 
Marvel moment, if you will, is definitely the release of Black Panther. Being able to say that there's a superhero that resonates with the African-American community in a way and has, has been received in a way that mainstream media can now accept Black Panther. And it's not that people didn't know who Black Panther was prior to the movie, uh, but he didn't have the same level of, of I don't want to say, he, he just he just wasn't as well known. He wasn't more of, he wasn't a household name. Chadwick Boseman has done something in creating or in bringing to life this character off the pages to the point we haven't seen anything else like that as an as a moviegoer that's of uh, that's African American and it's nice to be able to have someone that looks like you but it's nice to have someone that looks like you that we can all still celebrate it's not just an exclusive African American movie it's not just an exclusive African American superhero he's still a superhero that we can all relate to everybody has this this journey where they want to figure out who they are and figure out the right way to go about doing things and everybody has points in time where they have to realize that the people that they looked up to sometimes made mistakes and sometimes weren't exactly the perfect people that we thought they were. And that's okay too, because that's part of growing up. That's part of living life. And that's part of learning. And I think that was a very awesome coming of age story. It was an awesome breakout story. And it just, it was a moment that I, I don't think I'll ever forget being able to, to, to see everybody in unison going Wakanda forever. And it, it just, it, it was an awesome thing to experience. It's an awesome thing to be a part of. It's an awesome thing to see. And uh, I, I I can't wait for the sequel, uh, but I will tell you what's about to happen with Endgame. This is going to be, I mean, I, we're, we're, if you talk to me after Endgame, that's probably going to be a new Marvel moment for me. I think Endgame is going to be just incredible, just incredible. I think so as well. I mean, if it was segmented for just one particular part of the audience, it wouldn't have generated over $1.4 billion worldwide at the box office. Right. It appealed to a mass audience. And that's when you're really hitting on a high note with audiences, when you appeal to not just one part of the equation, but the entire equation as a whole. And definitely Black Panther as a singular story did that probably about as good, if not better than any of the other Marvel movies save maybe iron man three i think that generated just as much because then after that you're talking about the captain america civil wars and the avenger movies as the only other movies and now captain marvel as the only other movies to really generate that type of worldwide enthusiasm and it's just so exciting to see now it's building up with what happened in infinity war closer and closer to the anticipation that we all have for endgame Yes, absolutely. And um, brother, the 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 excitement is palpable. I thought people were excited for Game of Thrones, and I'm one of those guys that was excited for Game of Thrones and, and still am. Let me be very clear. But with Endgame, it's everybody. It's adults. It's teenagers. It's kids. You know, with Game of Thrones, it's more catered to the adults, obviously. Uh, but with 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 this, it's everybody. It's it's feverish at this point. It's like at a it's palpable. You can almost feel the excitement resonating off of people you can see the electricity in there it's 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 pretty cool to see i gotta admit man i i didn't think i'd experience something like this in my lifetime i just didn't think movies would be able to to pull that kind of emotion out of me i mean i enjoy a movie like anybody else but i just didn't see anything being able to pull that kind of excitement that kind of fever that kind of just overall i don't know what to do with myself out of me, you know, and, and to be able to experience something like that in my lifetime, it's, it's actually really, really cool. I'm excited. Because we live in a different age now and you can get your tickets ahead of time, Fandango, Adam, you can go to the specified different theater chains, you can buy off their websites. It's not the same when we were kids. 
because when we were kids, we had to wait for these type of event films, two, three, four hours. I always tell the story of, of how with Empire Strikes Back, and that's the first major movie I went, ever went to as an 11 year old, there was a literally a mile long wait because of the limited amount of theaters way back when. And that that's what you had to do back then. It might actually, for the first time in a long time, generate back to that just because of the sheer demand of people wanting to be a part of something special in Avengers Endgame. There's a limited number of theaters that are going to be playing it simply because you could have it on all these 4,000 plus theaters, but there's a limited amount of times that they can run it because of the three-hour runtime. You lose an extra showing each day. Some of the theaters are trying to combat that by showing it at earlier times. There's even theaters like in the Philippines where they're showing it 24 hours a day for the first five days of, of, the, of its actual run. Those are, are actually preventative measures. But for the most part, if you're in certain areas, you're going to have a hard time seeing it on the first weekend unless you've got the tickets already. So that might mean you have to wait for a long time. And people are actually doing that in order just to be part of the special event. It's it's insane. I've seen, you know, I've seen it where on eBay they've got tickets on sale for like three thousand dollars. I've seen as high as five. I've seen auction bids over two, three hundred dollars that people have actually bid on. Though I'm not sure if anybody's taken the five thousand dollars yet, but I know when you're talking about spending two or three hundred dollars just to go see a movie, that that to me is just that's that's just wild. Yeah, I can I can wait until Monday. I can wait until Monday if that's the case. Now, now to be very very clear, I'm not waiting till Monday. I'm going to see it Saturday. I've already got my tickets. But it doesn't change the fact that if I was one of the people that were not lucky enough to get a ticket for opening weekend, I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm 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 not gonna spend four hundred dollars to go see the the movie when I can just I can just wait until Monday. I can wait until next weekend if I have to. Because one way or the other, here's the thing about Endgame, and you know we we heard that there were some spoilers that were leaked. We heard that there was some footage that was leaked, and I'm gonna be very very honest with you, I I did not actively I would not actively look for it. But if I happen to stumble across it and I seen it, it's not gonna change the fact that. I'm going to see this film like this has been 10, 11 years worth of 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 culmination. This is like this is an event. So rather I've seen 20 minutes worth of spoiled footage or not, I'm going to see this film. It's not going to change the fact that, oh, I've seen this. I've seen some spoilers. Eh, I don't want to see it anymore. No, no. It's just going to make me want to see it that much more. So when you have a movie that's reached that type of fandom and that that has got that type of a devotion to it, um, it truly does become an event. And it's not just you know, oh, another movie came out. Like, no, this is this is Endgame. This is everybody's going to talk about it. If you don't see it that weekend, you gotta have to turn everything off. All social media, all water cooler talk. Don't go to work because everybody's gonna talk about it. This is that is it's that type of thing. It's 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 very similar to Game of Thrones. Everybody wants to talk about Game of Thrones. Everybody is going to be talking about Endgame and what they got out of it and 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 how, what they felt. It's it's it's. It's it's an event, man, and we need things like that in this world to bring people together. We, we're in such a divided place right now, and I don't want to get on my soapbox here, but it's awesome to see something like that bring people together. Because that's for your is. show, man. That's for your show. <laughs> Absolutely, it's still it's just great to see, and I'm I'm happy that uh I'm happy to say that I've I've gotten to see something like this in my lifetime. It's pretty cool. Uh, once again, I'm on with T.J. Johnson. He is the man. Well, one of the great guys behind the voice from the underground podcast. 
he's actually the the sweet, smooth sounding voice that that's on there. If you want to just you know get a heads up on that, he is also again part of the Voice from the Underground podcast. You got to check it out today on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many other podcast outlets. I got to ask you one last thing when it comes to Black Panther, and then I'll ask one more question on, on top of that. With Black Panther, we saw, unfortunately, he was the one. In fact, I, I saw an you know, interview with Kevin Feige saying he was one of the last individuals that they had a hard time putting together on which side, whether he was going to live or whether he was going to get dusted, the call that they were going to make on him. But they felt the fact that if they wanted to go ahead and focus on the original six, that they would have to go ahead and have him part of the dusted individuals. But leaving Okoye into the mix as far as her is concerned, how integral do you think she is going to be part of it? Because there's rumors as far as what Scarlett Johansson has let out that there's possibility of her and the Dora Milaje being an integral part of Avengers Endgame. You know, that's a great question. And I, I, I wish I had a, <laughs> I wish I had a really, really, really good answer for that. I think ultimately I'm just excited that, that Okoye is going to be part of it. I'm not exactly sure what her role is. And, and while I, I would love the idea of her and Black Widow and, well, obviously, uh, you can't do it with the Scarlet Witch because she was dust. No, no, as well. she was dust. She's like Kansas, <laughs> she dust, dust in well. the wind. Yeah, she's dust in the wind as well. But anything, this movement, as far as the power shifting in regards to women, and especially women in, in these kind of movies with Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, and you know, I, I'm excited anytime you get to see that because I, you know, as many people know, I, you know, I have a girl, I have a little girl, and I want her to be able to see not only women represented, but women that look like her and seeing Okoye in, in something like this where she could play an integral role, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome to be able to, to show little kids, be it whatever color, whatever race, whatever creed, being able to show them and say, you know, there are people that that look like you, that are the same sex as you are, that can still perform and can still be big time action stars. And maybe anybody can do it. You can do it as well. So I'm excited from that aspect of it. Uh, I'm excited to see Okoye. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Denai Guerrero. Ever since her first opening days on The Walking Dead, I've been absolutely hooked on her. So anything that's got her in it, I'm all for it. Anything, anytime I can get more of her, I'm all for it too. Oh, she's a beautiful, fantastic actress. She's really very dignified and very classy. Every time I go ahead and see her interviews, she just knows how to really put a good foot forward as far as her persona is concerned, both on and off the camera. But you know, they always talk about Star-Lord being one of the main villains in Infinity War. They also talk about Thor also being a mess up as far as not going for the head. But you know what? I think Denai Guerrero could have had the best shot against Thanos. You know how? <laughs> how is that? How is that? As I always say, she just could have brought her machete from The Walking Dead and just slice his head off. And that would have ended the story right there and then. You know what? I, I wouldn't have been too upset about that. I think they wouldn't have they wouldn't have gotten away with that at Disney. But no, I, wouldn't no. have, I wouldn't have personally been upset about that at all, to be honest with you. Well, you know, Thanos would have said, right to Thor, you should have gone for the head. And Dernai <laughs> could have come right from behind and said, okay, there you go. End of story. Done. 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 Done right there. But she's got that real sharp spear. So maybe she'll go ahead and do some heavy damage in Infinity War. Although, you know. We would all say, you know, hey, the machete's better. But, you know, you know, yeah, 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 I'm just yeah, saying, just saying, okay. just saying. It's all good. Because <laughs> she's got that backhand that she slices those zombies. But need I digress? <laughs> need I digress? One last question to ask you, my friend, before we head on out. And that is this. Why is the voice from the underground 
with UHD and yes, Dutch too. Why are you guys such a great mix together and provide such a great podcast each and every time you guys go ahead and get on the air? Well, <laughs> that's a, a fantastic question. I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think you might have us mistaken with another podcast. Uh, when you're saying great content, you've definitely got the wrong ones. Now, what I can tell you is that we're, we're a group of guys that enjoy each other. We are a group of guys that, that bounce ideas off of each other. And we we all, while we don't always agree on everything, we respect opinions. And I think that's the important part in regards to any type of uh, roundtable discussion um, when you're dealing with different topics, you know, such as politics or relationships or or gender biases or or anything, pop culture. It, it's great to be able to have opinions that you can bounce off of, but it's even more important that you're willing to listen. And the nice thing about Voice Me Underground, the podcast, is that we're not afraid of having those kind of conversations, but we also encourage back and forth. We encourage, not in, you know, in a respectful way, we encourage people that have differing opinions than we do to share those opinions because what we all need to do a little bit more of is listen, as opposed to being so quick to want to make judgment, pass judgment, talk, talk over, be quick to be social justice warriors and want to all just absolutely jump down people's throats when I think if we all had a little bit more understanding, the world would be a little bit of a better place. So it's always a fun time. It's always awesome to have all three of us in this, uh, you know, on air and, and, and being able to bounce off each other and just, we just have fun. We try not to, we try not to take ourselves too, too seriously. We have moments where it gets a little, it can get heavy, but it's, it's rightful indignation. You know, it's things that need to be talked about and things that need to be said. And what I really appreciate about those guys is that we're not afraid to say those things with respect. Absolutely. And you guys always are a great mix. Once again, that's Haas, TJ, and of course, Dutch as well. Got to throw the Cubs fan in there. It is the voice from the underground, the podcast. You got to check them out again on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so many other different outlets. And I think your social media, I think it's at VFU Podcast. Am I correct? You got it. That's our Twitter. That's our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's at VFU Podcast. That's our Gmail. So you guys want to send us an email. I mean, we don't really get those a lot, but you're more than welcome to send us an email as well. Yes, and also Voice from the Underground on Facebook. You can find them as well. Just go ahead and give them some love. Check out their awesome podcast. If you want to hear differentiating opinions on the, the world of sports, the world of pop culture, the world of politics, all those great topics are mishmashed into one. And again, it is just truly awesome to have you guys here. I got to get Haas on. I know I'm going to see him this weekend, so hopefully I'll be able to get his thoughts on Marvel Memories as well. It is TJ Johnson. Again, just so great to have you on the show as always, my friend, and just so thankful you're part of the pop culture cosmos. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. And we're back to close out the show. This is the PCC Multiverse. Want to thank TJ Johnson again from the Voice from the Underground for being a part of today's program. It is Voice from the Underground. Please check it out today at Podbean, at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other different outlets. Plus, for our show, the Pop Culture Cosmos Show and the PCC Multiverse, 
you can get the latest listings of where we're at because we're being played around the world seven days a week. Just check out our listing on our Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page. You'll get a listing of all of our radio stations. you also get a listing of many of our podcast networks as well. And you also get updated event information upcoming for our Retro City Games Spring Charity Night and our Pop Culture Cosmos Live at the Level Up Expo. Josh, I know you got a lot of good things going on coming up with Humanica Media. So share the goods, my friend. What's out and about when it comes to Humanica Media? Just Topic Ocalypse put up a recent episode about the Google Stadia, and I actually put a warning in the beginning of it because I forgot to press record before we started, so it kind of jumps in halfway through the episode. And then also, I'm working on something that I'm going to be announcing soon, so follow the old Facebook and Instagram and Twitters and stuff, and you'll know more soon. You're not going to announce it here? I could. I could. Gee, thanks, man. (laughs) it's all about being spontaneous man fine be that way (laughs) Hmm. my friend before we head on out i'm using them right now the sennheiser gsp 600 they're really really solid i really have enjoyed my time and thank sennheiser for allowing me the opportunity to go ahead and, and give some thoughts on it i will be sharing some written thoughts coming up in the next few days on our popculturecosmos.com site It's a very solid set of headphones. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of the Sennheiser GSP 550 I used before, but it also doesn't have anywhere near the same price point range. So if you're looking for something under $200 that's going to give you a solid experience, check out the Sennheiser GSP 600. You'll be glad you did. My friend, before we head on out, I know you heard the news. Avengers Endgame has been leaked out into the world, into the internet, because someone overseas at a screening, you know, I don't know how much they taped. I don't want to know how much they taped, but they did record at least a portion of Avengers Endgame that's spoiling it out there on the internet. I know Disney and I know the Rooster Brothers, who are the directors of Avengers Endgame, have both put out statements saying, please do not spoil it for others. Hashtag Thanos demands your silence in the whole nine yards. My friend, your thoughts on Avengers Endgame leaking. Disney and and Marvel, they should just stop doing advanced screenings. They just don't need to do it. For something like this, there's just absolutely no need, even for critics. Why do you even need to screen it and give that opportunity? It's kind of a courtesy thing. One, people aren't very patient, right? Remember with the Wolverine leak, that went around like wildfire. And I remember seeing a copy of that one, didn't even have the special effects done yet. It ruins the experience, you know, because who's to say that whatever that cut was that the person saw of the Avengers was something that, you know, was the, the final product that they were working on. There's no need to spoil. It's a common courtesy thing. It's the same way, like, people think it's funny. Like, it's the troll culture that we're always talking about. And this is something that we have been following for 10 years. Don't spoil it. Don't tell us how it ends. Don't be like that jackass who came out of Star Wars Force Awakens and goes, Han dies. That's messed up, dude, because you've heard I heard so many stories about that. People just suck and there's not really anything we can do about it except hope that we don't run into that. But I mean, for me, like my strategies for not seeing spoilers are really just staying off the Internet. They keep putting out clips and uh, TV spots. I haven't watched any of them because I want to be completely surprised when I go in and see it. I've been watching all the clips because it's just out there and it doesn't show a whole lot. A lot of it's just speculation at this point. In fact, they've done such a good job of not showing the full cars, but giving people taste 
and giving you know people ideas of what might go on. You never know how much of that footage is actually going to be in Avengers Endgame in the first place. So avoiding the internet is going to be tough. Avoiding social media is going to be tough over the next week. But please, if you have any spoilers, don't share them with others. Thanos demands your silence. It's just probably best if you could go ahead and maybe, I know for a lot of people, stay off of Twitter would be easy. Stay off of Facebook. Stay off of that. But try to keep localized to just your friends and make sure that they know and understand you don't want to know any spoilers. To me, it's I have that old school mentality. I'm still upset with some of the things that has gone on anyways with the trailers. I know Ant-Man comes back. I didn't want to know Ant-Man was actually going to be able to get out of the quantum realm. I wanted to have still that the sense of belief that maybe Ant-Man couldn't get out of the quantum realm, but we've already seen in the trailers that he does. I didn't want to know that Black Panther or Doctor Strange or any of the other individuals that were dusted are actually going to be living. Because we already know already that Black Panther 2 is already underway as far as the development is concerned. A Doctor Strange 2 is already underway. We already know Nick Fury and Spider-Man are okay because they're going to do Spider-Man Far From Home. All these things that are bleeding into the kind of disbelief I want to have in regards to what's going on with the movie. So please, if you have any respect for anyone out there as far as the, well, the majority of us that don't want things spoiled for us when it comes to Avengers Endgame, please, if something comes across you that you find out what's going on in Avengers Endgame, don't be a troll. Just chill out and be ready come next Thursday night, next Friday, that weekend, to be able to talk about all the good stuff going on because then the rest of your friends all over the world will be ready to talk about it as well. Yeah, I agree. And if anything, remember, you're ruining the potential for, for a conversation with your friends, right? Like I'm personally, I'm terrible at keeping secrets, right? So if I see something, it's going to be crazy hard for me not to talk about it. So knowing that, get on the level with the rest of us. And it's not just that. There's a lot of things coming out this year, right? We got Endgame, you got Spider-Man, you got Star Wars coming out. There's a lot of like big franchises putting new movies out this year. And it's just one, it's going to be one after another. Game of Thrones is another one. Like you couldn't even go on the internet without seeing a headline that spoiled something on the last episode of Game of Thrones. So just, just be courteous, be respectful. It's hard to stay off the internet, but that doesn't mean that you should go out of your way to put something all over your social media feed that says, oh my gosh, this happened. Don't do it. Don't be a jerk. To everyone out there, please don't share any spoilers. Let your friends and family and everyone else around the world that wants to enjoy it, for once, let's all enjoy a good event, and that being Avengers Endgame. What are your thoughts out there on sharing those spoilers for Avengers Endgame? Share us your thoughts. Please, no spoilers included. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Also as well, PopCultureCosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Any last thoughts on the way out? I'm curious to the listeners, okay? So I've been going around trying to collect the anime that I watched as a kid growing up, right? The Dragon Ball Z's, Outlaw Stars, Big O thing, Full Metal Alchemist. I want to know from the listeners, if you're listening to the show consistently, and what is the email address? PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Send us an email. Let us know what's out there that's new that's good, because I'm kind of stuck on the old 90s stuff. But I'm just curious, is there anything that tops the Triguns and the Gundam Wings and stuff? What What's out there that's new? I'm interested. Let me know. 
You know what? Also is a classic coming back, and I heard some great news. And thank you to Jamie at GameSource for dropping this knowledge on me. But 13, one of the best original Xbox games ever to come out, and also the PlayStation 2 era to come out. It's an old Ubisoft game that is being remade, and it's going to be coming out later this year. I cannot wait for it. If you get a chance, either play the original 13 from Ubisoft or the upcoming remake, I am so excited for it. And you know what? Digital or disc, I'm going to be buying that one for sure. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day of paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special commercial for We Podcast and We Know Things. Wow, a commercial? Yes, Sam, a commercial. You do this to me every time. Anyway, we are We Podcast and We Know Things, the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. Heck, even wrestling. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. Check us out here on the ESO Podcast Network and wherever fine podcasts are, including the iOS podcast app, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with all the goings-on in the nerdy world. Now back to your ESO Network podcast. Who's better than us? You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos, and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.